Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Uliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. The first of our speakers today is uh, our creative coordinator who's been with us now all year and we've seen him on stage, we've seen him lead worship, but today we're going to hear him share God's word. So let's give James McCabe a great big welcome to the stage. Yay, James! I want to say thank you to everyone in the room and online for being here this morning, especially on a special day like Father's Day. We're, we're really glad that you're here, pumped that you're sharing a special day with us. Thank you for making the time. That's awesome. I uh, am very honored to be speaking for Father's Day this morning, and you, quite rightly, might be wondering, what's this uh, pink-shirted man with no children doing up there talking, uh, speaking on Father's Day? And Well, you're right. I don't have any kids, but, uh, well, babe... <laughs> Should we tell him? I, I'm joking. I'm, that was, I'm sorry. That's, uh, that, that was very mean. Sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Uh, but it is, it is, I'm very honored to be speaking uh, today on Father's Day. It would be remiss of me not to take a moment to thank Pastor John and Pastor Anne and the team for trusting me with the responsibility, for having our backs, for always supporting Ching and me, not just in what you say, but in what you do. Thank you so much. It's awesome. All right, so you might be wondering why we chose the theme of Strong Oaks today. Uh, And what we wanted to do is to model strength, strong men, and strength in general, uh, in a way that's accurate and it it, it doesn't misconstrue or misrepresent what true strength really is, right? Uh, And the the thing about an oak tree is that, yeah, it's strong and it's long-lasting and it's all those things, but the reason for that is because the roots go down deep. Right? It's not just, oh, cool, big tree. The roots are deep, and that's where the strength comes from, right? The strongest trees have the deepest roots. Uh, and to that end this morning, I want to talk to you about the O word. We don't really like the O word in church. Uh, we do hear it every now and then, but we don't like to spend a lot of time on it because it's not super glamorous. And you might be wondering what the O word is that, we're gonna, uh, that I'm going to share about this morning. And all I can say is don't ask Matt Cross Whatever he's thinking is not the right one, okay? I'm so sorry about him. It's, we'll, we'll pray. Uh, but our central verse this year uh, for Father's Day comes from, uh, oh, do I know it? <laughs> it comes from Luke and chapter 2 uh, and verse 52. But for context's sake, I want to start a little bit earlier, if that's all right. I'm going to pull it back a little bit to verse 49. Uh, at this point in the text, Jesus is 12 years old. And his parents are traveling, and they've lost him somehow, no judgment. Uh, but they go, they go looking for him, and they find him, probably not so much of a surprise in retrospect, they find him in the temple. Uh, and they, again, pretty understandably are like, where have you been? Oh my goodness, we've been searching everywhere for you. This is insane. What are you doing? Uh, and Jesus replies, picking it up in verse 49, why were you searching for me? He asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient. Everyone say obedient. Oh, people in the back, it does not bode well for you that this message is about obedience. Come on, everyone say obedient. 
There it is. Nice. He was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And here it is, verse 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. I find it really interesting that the Bible puts wisdom, favor, stature, all these things in very, very close proximity to obedience. Right? And this isn't, this isn't you know, blind or fearful submission. This is obedience that takes Jesus down the path to growth and into all these good things, right? You might have prayed at some point for any one of those things, or maybe all of them, wisdom, stature, favor. But I wonder if we're willing to embrace the obedience that it requires to get there, right? So there are two things, I think, that are on display in this text. I don't have time for three. You only get two. Uh, Two things in this text that will help us to understand what it means to live with and to carry biblical obedience. Is that all right? Cool. So the first thing is that Jesus was obedient to God's people, right? He's obedient to his parents, uh, which is, uh, hey, good, very good, very simple. Uh, But for us, I think it takes strength, like a real deep-rooted strength to train your perspective to go beyond whatever it is that you want, right? It takes a mature and a maturing wisdom to be obedient to the right people, right? For example, I need to be obedient to the culture and to the vision set by Pastor John and the team here if well, if I want to keep my job, um, but that, if I want to see my area of influence grow and flourish and increase, and really if I want to be here at all, if I can't be obedient to that culture and that vision, why am I here, right? A well-behaved child like Jesus in this passage, sort of, uh, is obedient to the, their parents, right? A strong man is obedient to the needs of his wife, to their vows, to the needs of his children, to the needs of the community, right? I think it's funny how it's often the people who, you know, who demand obedience from others that are the least inclined to give it, right? But if you're not willing to give obedience to people, then you're cutting yourself off from this very path that Jesus takes towards wisdom, influence, favor, right? So Jesus is obedient to God's people. And the second thing, he is obedient to God's purpose, If your children behaved as Jesus behaved in this passage, you might call that recklessness or even disobedience. But the cool thing is that Jesus is in the temple because he's obedient primarily to purpose, even above people, right? To Jesus, his purpose carried a higher importance and so a deeper obedience, You may not know at this stage in your life what the specifics are of your divine purpose. We know, Pastor John tells us all the time, we know we all have one, but you might not know the details yet. And you know what, honestly, neither do I. I really don't. And you might think like, well, yeah, but you're doing the thing and you're in church and whatever, but I don't know the specifics. I don't know the details. For me, purpose is a much more like broad brush kind of thing. I don't necessarily know the specifics. And I've learned to be okay with that because... Strength is not in knowing, it's in trusting, right? Oh, excuse me. It takes absolutely no strength for me to trust in something when I already know the outcome, right? The sun goes down at night, I know it's coming up the next morning. I don't lay awake in bed thinking like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to see the light again, right? We don't do that because we know it doesn't take any strength to know that. 
For some of you, though, you might be wondering how you're going to pay for groceries this week. You might be wondering if that friend or that loved one might ever really come to faith. You might be wondering if that healing you've been praying for for days or weeks or maybe years, if it's ever really going to come. Trusting God throughout that, being obedient to purpose throughout those seasons, that takes strength, right? We don't know if Jesus at this point, being 12 years old, we don't know if he knew that he was headed to the cross, right? He was obedient from childhood all the way to the cross, but we don't know if he knew that at this stage. But we do know that he wanted to be near to God and that he chose obedience, right? Out of that nearness to God, out of uh, obedience to God's people, to God's purpose, uh, out of that decision to be obedient, he grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. Hey, happy Father's Day. Hope you enjoy the rest of the morning. I love that. James, you're a great communicator. You did so well. I'm so proud of you. Well done. And um, that's awesome. Well, speaker number two. I I would call Daniel Lim a role model man in our church. Just the way he behaves, the way he does life, the way he loves his wife, the way he loves his kids. A role model man. Let's give Daniel Lim a great big welcome. (laughs) Happy Father's Day. Um, I... I want to honor Pastor John and Pastor Anne for being the father of the house and for trusting um, what I'm going to say today. <laughs> um, you're all here today, dads especially. You're here today because you chose to be in the house of God on Father's Day. Uh, so I entitled uh, my segment, Living a Godly Heritage or Creating Godly Households. Um, so I want to start by firstly honoring... Um, my dad, my father-in-law, my dad Francis, my father-in-law Don, saying Happy Father's Day to them. Uh, it's not Father's Day in Malaysia, but you know, it doesn't matter. It's Father's Day here. Um, my dad uh, left me or has given me a godly heritage. I'm a third-generation Christian. Um, yeah, those of you there. My kids are the fourth-generation Christians. Um, and dad always, uh, dad's a successful businessman. But it's not what I remember about dad. What I remember about dad is that he wakes up in the morning. You'll see him with the Bible open praying, right? He still prays. It tells us that he prays for me, us, every day, right? And that's a godly heritage he left. When we're growing out in the house and we love our kids growing out in the house, we love having all the kids here because when we grew up in the house, church was home to us. You know, we're always there in church. Uh, every prayer meeting, that would be there. Um, I'm not as faithful as I say, Pastor Helen, I'm sorry. Um, but that will always be there. 6 a.m. prayer meetings in church, he will go and he'll come back with hot breakfast for us. And if you live in Malaysia, hot breakfast is great. Um, so that passionately loves God. And I'm, I'm glad that he's given me that heritage. Uh, one, one of the other things that dad loves to do is he loves to share his testimony. Uh, growing up, we went from place to place and heard his testimony over and over and over again. Uh, what's... Important about that is because dad is actually adopted. Um, but he was always grateful for what God has given him. 
He was adopted not just physically to a different family, but he was adopted into a Christian family. And the trajectory of his life and our life changed because God intervened and God brought him into a home that's Christian. So I'm grateful for the grace of God uh, there. So why am I here today? Uh, unlike James, I am actually a dad. Uh, um, I'm here because simply because I'm a dad. I've got three kids, Lucas, Tim, and Eliana. Um, I'm here not because I applied for the job. I did not. I'm here because, not because I have a degree in fatherhood. I do not. Uh, but all of us dads here are on a journey of learning. We're on a journey of being better dads. Um, so right before I came up, um, I wanted to read to you this verse. It says that... Um, Sing to God, sing praise to His name, extol Him who rides on the clouds, rejoice before Him. His name is the Lord, a Father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows, is God in His holy dwelling. So I know some of you here, Father's Day is difficult. Um, some of you might not have dads that were great role models, uh, but I want to encourage you that God is the Father to the fatherless, right? And some of you dads here, perhaps... You look back and say, well, you know, I could have done this better. I want to encourage you to say that. We all say the same thing. We're on this journey and it's never too late, right? You can always do something. So I've learned a few lessons along the way uh, of being a dad. Um, I'm the kind of person that remembers phrases or I remember pictures. So that's, that's me in a nutshell, essentially. So some funny things about being a dad uh, first. Uh, one, um, I'm not good at dad jokes. My dad didn't tell dad jokes. He, he, he played a lot with us. He made us laugh. He chased us around the house. He didn't teach us dad jokes. Uh, so I do want to honor Pastor John because I learned a lot of my dad jokes from Pastor John. <laughs> but yeah, some phrases that stuck in my head. So when we were thinking about being fathers uh, or being parents, Grace and I, uh, you know, we were thinking, should we have kids? Are we ready? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I was in a cab to the airport. Um, and I got this word from the cab driver of all things. And he says to me, are you a dad? I'm like, uh, not yet. We're not sure we're thinking about it. And he says, don't wait. He says, it's going to be the best decision that you make. Being a dad, don't wait. Do it now. So I'm like, oh, all right. Is that from God or a cab driver? <laughs> um, but, you know, we did have kids after that. I think we were at the point where we were thinking about it. But if you allow people to speak into your life, uh, you can grow. Uh, so the other thing that I learned along the way is when we were pregnant with Eliana. So those of you know our family, we've got Lucas who's 14, Tim who's 12, and Eliana who's 6. So a big gap between the two. Uh, we did miscarry one in, in between. Um, so when we were pregnant with Eliana, Pastor John always said to me, Daniel, daughters are different. Um, they hold a special place in your heart. Uh, Joe, Joe Tan said the same thing to me. And, uh, you know, I've now, now with uh, a daughter, I realize that to be true. Daughters do hold a different place in your part, heart, just like sons hold a special place in our heart as well. So I've got four points. Uh, one is to be Christ centered, right? Um, when both of us started dating, uh, we prayed about it, uh, not to over spiritualize it. We did pray about it. And we said, God, give us an anchor verse for our relationship. And God said, gave both of us separately, uh, Matthew 6.33, which says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So naturally, as we progress from a relationship to marriage, 
to having a family, we kept God at the center of our lives, right? And we, we truly believe creating a God-centered atmosphere at home makes a difference. So if you come to our house, you'll probably hear Christian worship playing through the, through the speakers. Uh, we pray together. We do communion together. Now, does it mean that we don't squabble? Of course not. Right? We squabble like all families squabble, right? But because we create the atmosphere of godliness in our house, we invite God's presence into our house, it's just so much easier, right? Um, when Lucas was young, um, I was going to bring this book, but I can't find it anymore. Um, when Lucas was young, he had this favorite book, and it was called The Armor of God. Um, it's a bit torn now, uh, but I think he was probably three, four, maybe. Um, but we read to him this book every night. He loved it. It was his favorite book. He always asked for it. Uh, all we needed to do was read the first word in every page, and he'll recite the rest for us. Made bedtime reading so much easier. Uh, but what it did inevitably was it helped us hide God's word in our kids' life, right? Um, and I think that's important. So for those of you who are dads there with young kids, I'll say read to them, read Bible stories to them. They love it, right? And it, it becomes scripture that embeds into their heart. Um, I had that privilege of having dad growing up as well. Uh, I remember when I was 12, I went through a period of time where I was just fearful. I don't know why. Uh, perhaps it was growing up, becoming a teenager. I was just afraid of everything. Uh, so dad said, you know what? Scripture. So Psalms 23, he said, you've got to memorize this and you just read it every single night. So day five, I read it five times already and memorized it. So to this day, I remember Psalms 23 by heart. Um, but I also remember many different scriptures growing up. And so when you create a God-centered household, you create scriptures that is hidden in your heart and they come up when you need it. Yeah, I've had so many verses come up when I need it. Um, the second one is to be involved. So do you know what your children want most? Anyone want to say something? Time, exactly. And that's how love is spelled to kids, T-I-M-E. So I want to say spend time with your kids. It's important. Um, and you don't have to think about the grandest things to do. Right? Simple things just like playing basketball with the boys on the street, uh, doing homework with them, if done correctly. Um, it's important, right? So, so you're not saying, why you get it wrong? Uh, it's, it's doing it correctly. Uh, it's time that will form bonds within your family. And these bonds will hold. Um, it's bonds that will tell them that they are loved, they are appreciated, they are valued. Uh, but it's also bonds like cement that will hold you together when the tough time comes. So when I became a dad, uh, I had to make some adjustments. Uh, and I consciously made those adjustments. Uh, I've learned over time, people say, one thing that you will never turn back when you're old is say, I, spend more, I wish I spent more time in the office. Um, but one thing that you probably say is, I wish I spent more time with those dearest and closest to, to me. Uh, so I made some decisions when I became a dad. Um, I, I said, well, parenthood isn't something that just grace does. I've got to do it as well. I've got to play my role. So bath time became daddy's time. And uh, reading books to them at night became my time as well. Um, and, and in the middle of the night, especially with Eliana, when she woke up at 3 a.m., it, it wasn't a... It was, let's get up together. Let's do, do it as quickly as we can, and we can go back to sleep. Um, so, so we did that. Uh, being involved, 
Um, yeah, in COVID, COVID was an interesting thing for us, our family, and I think for all of us. Uh, during COVID, we had the opportunity to, I travel a lot for work. Uh, for the last two years, I've been grounded. I've not traveled for, uh, for a while now. Um, and in COVID, we had, I had the privilege of driving the boys to school. One of the things I, well, I sort of decided to do and sort of was kind of like, I want to see what reaction I got. Uh, so uh, when I dropped them at the school gate, I said, love you, love you. Um, so, you know, teenage boys, uh, you, you never know what response you get. So uh, sometimes you get, love you too. Sometimes you get, hmm. <laughs> but I persisted, right? So uh, I must say uh, credit to my two boys now when I say I love you when I drop them off the gate is I get I love you too back, which is great. Um, and that just melts my heart, you know? It just melts my heart. Um, now, think about it when you've had a difficult conversation on the 15-minute drive to school, right? And uh, the tone of the car has gone up a little notch, uh, and then you reach the gate. I know which boy knows which, what I'm sorry to tell about. Uh, but anyway, you reach the gate and then you say, all right, tradition, love you. And then you hear silence for a bit. You hear the door open a little bit and then, love you too. <laughs> Isn't that great? Because what that does, it changes the atmosphere. Because we're all heated and, and, and you have conversations. But then when you get that, it just changes the atmosphere. So... I want to say to you dads there, be generous in your affection, uh, in the words that you speak to your kids, and, and just giving the hugs. Uh, I'm still hugging my boys while they allow me to. Um, Lucas is 15 now, but he still lets me hug him, which is great. Uh, I did get a big bear hug this morning for Father's Day, which is great. Um, number three, be curious. I was going to say be curious, not furious. Um, and... I guess the question is, what is your parenting philosophy? Are you building up or are you tearing down? Right? Um, there's this study that I read in one of the books that as I was preparing today that's actually quite shocking. Uh, it's by the National Family Institute, and it says, on average, a parent speaks to each child 14, point, 14 and a half minutes a day. It's not a lot. Uh, now, the challenging part is, of that 14 and a half minutes, 12 and a half minutes are devoted to parental criticism or correction. I'm like, that just, I'm like, no, I've got to change that. Yeah, that, that's, that's something we absolutely have to change. And so, we've got to think about how we respond. Do we respond in anger? Do we respond in love? Um, Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And James 1.19.20 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness of God. And that's something that I have had to learn, and perhaps you too. You know, dads can be short-tempered, I know I am sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, we've, we've got to learn to be slow to anger because it does not produce the righteousness of God. Um, having a counsellor as a wife uh, has changed things in our house. Uh, I know there are a few counsellors in the house. If you're a spouse of a counsellor, you understand what I'm saying. Um, but 
what has changed is the way we approach conflict, right? Um, the be curious thing allows us to not respond to perhaps a, a remark, uh, what you would constitute as being rude, but allows us to be curious to understand what's going on in here. Because we learned that anger is a secondary response. There's always something that's triggering it. Um, so be curious about what's going on. Uh, it will build your relationship. It will build conversations in your household. Uh, it will just build and make you stronger. Um, now, COVID's done many things to us. Now, I remember when first COVID hit, there were instances where I did lose, lose my cool, uh, flip my lid, uh, as you call it, uh, and, and the kids as well flipped their lid. Um, and after all of that happened, uh, all the conflict went through, um, you know, Grace being in her wisdom as a counsellor, she said, let's sit down. Uh, I think it's an hour after. Let's sit down, let's talk about it. And we talk about what's called the conflict cycle. Um, so if you don't know that, go Google it. Uh, but it really is about trying to figure out what went wrong, what could we have done different, what triggered this. Right, um, and lastly, um, I want to talk about being consistent. Uh, and being consistent is about being there, being consistent with your kids, having healthy boundaries. Um, when we were a, co a connect group, when we had younger kids, we did uh, boundaries with kids together. Find a group of people to do that. It's great to do that as a community. Um, my kids understand boundaries these days, and uh, sometimes they tell us to enforce boundaries for them. Can you put a limit onto that computer game? Because I know I'll be tempted if you didn't put a limit there. It's a great first step, but eventually they want to learn self-control as well. So those are the four things I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, but I also wanted to say do it in community. Uh, you rarely see a dad or a great dad that has done the journey by himself. Uh, you've got people around you that you can learn from. Um, from uh, Great dads around you that can hold each other up and say, let's do this journey together. Let's figure out how we can do it better. Thank you. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.